Welcome to the Modern Creative Podcast. Listen in as we connect with other creative entrepreneurs and have real conversations about life, business, and everything in between. Owning a creative business doesn't have to be confusing or overwhelming, and you don't have to go at it alone. It's absolutely possible to be successful as a modern creative, and we want to help you to go after your own creative dreams. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Modern Creative Podcast. Today, we're going to do a mini-sode on how to create good business habits. We all know that having good habits leads to success, so Joyce and I will be training our best practices that we apply to our own businesses. Before we get started, I want to read a review from Joy Berry. It is titled, Inspired Me to Take the Leap. Joy Berry says, This podcast has been fun to listen to, informative, and inspirational in my personal journey. I've been wanting to start a small creative business for a while, and this podcast has helped me build confidence and gives me tangible steps to get started. Thank you so much for leaving a review and leaving a rating. It means so much to us. Like you guys already know this, Joyce and I love connecting with you, and that's why we created this podcast. All right, so let's get started on how to create good business habits. Yay. Okay. I love this kind of talk. Y'all know this is like my love language. So Diana and I are each going to share five good business habits that we have, and maybe it'll inspire you to add these into your daily, weekly, yearly, quarterly practice, whatever it is. My first tip is actually checking in with your business regularly. And I actually got this idea from Raina Pomeroy, um, who used to host the podcast uh, Creative Empire. And she posted about CEO reports. And I was like, what the heck is that, Raina? And so basically, CEO reports are something that you do weekly. And you can check out, like, I'll put Raina's website in the show notes if you guys don't know, like, who that is. But basically, every Friday, you want to set aside time, maybe it's 30 minutes, maybe it's 15 minutes, and just check in with your business. And so you're going to ask yourself questions like, what worked well this week? What didn't work well? What do I still have on my plate? How was I feeling about that? Who did I feel supported by this week? So questions like that, that really focus on how your business health is doing outside of data and metrics, you know, how many downloads you got or something. It's it's outside of those metrics and more like internal, like how are you feeling about things? I use a Google, a Google form. Yeah, I created a Google form for myself that I just fill out. No one sees it. It's just me. You can use something like Typeform too. And I would suggest using this over maybe like a Google Sheet because then you can easily filter uh, versus having like a really long doc because what ends up happening is if you do this every Friday, you get months and months of data, you know, data on your feelings. And it's really cool to go back like six months and be like, oh man, I was feeling like super overwhelmed by that. But now it's like, I already checked that thing off and it's doing amazing. Or man, I felt really supported by Diana six months ago and I still feel really supported by Diana, you know? So it's super cool to have that information at hand. So what's your first habit that you want to share, Diana? Okay, so mine is really simple. I like how you started with a simple one too. And my simple tip, which is my number one tip, is starting with a clean slate and then also ending it with a clean slate. And the reason why I think this is so important for me is because I work from home. So I need to be extra intentional about creating like good boundaries and 
and creating like a healthy environment for me to work in. And for me, that means having a clean space. So literally when I say having a clean slate is when I come in the office and I see that things are, you know, a little bit disorganized or whatever, it does affect my work, Um, especially on Mondays when I'm coming in and I'm like, I need to get all the emails and do all the brain powered things. And so in order for me to do that, I need a clean space. So I like to clean up, organize, have a cup of coffee by me, whatever I need to do to create that feng shui. I need to do that on Monday before I start my work. And then in the same way for me to end the week on a Friday or whatever that day looks like, I wouldn't say like my average week is like Monday through Friday, but let's just for the sake of simplifying, let's just say Monday I clean up and then Friday before I end my week of work, I do like to clean up as well and try to like organize as much as possible. So on Monday, I don't have like too much to clean up. I would say Friday is more of my big cleanup day. I work in my shed, which is I call the linen closet, but I want to make sure that this place is like taken care of. And I kind of want to like protect my creative space, if that makes sense. So that would be my tip number one. I was like, what do you mean clean slate? You literally mean cleaning. Got it. <laughs> yeah, which is so weird because seriously, you guys, like, I'm, I don't know. I don't want to, like, categorize all artists or all creatives to be messy, but I am definitely that type of person normally. But what, ever since I've gotten this shed, which was not even, like, too long ago, maybe, like, four or five months ago, I've been really intentional about how I keep this space, whether it's, like, organization or food. I think it's because it's a smaller area. I think it traps the fragrance a lot quicker so that means like I can't leave food in here like if I eat in here which I try not to but if I do then I like clean it up right away so I don't know I am very like protective and intentional about my shed okay Joy so that was my first tip and what's your second tip my second tip so that you can um, create good business habits would be to actually think about a morning routine that you can stick to. So I feel like there's a lot of talk about morning routines, evening routines, um, whatever it is. And I feel like a lot of it is like about journaling and whatnot. And maybe that's your jam. Maybe it's not. But figure out a morning routine that is just for you and really just kind of centers yourself or starts the day off right. So maybe that's journaling for you. Maybe that's reading. Maybe that's listening to a podcast. Maybe that's meditating. Um, Maybe that is like pulling a card if you want to pull like a tarot card or an affirmation. Maybe it's writing affirmations. Whatever it is, I mean, if you have the capacity, take 30 minutes for yourself every morning. Um, For me, my morning routine looks like journaling and really just setting intentions for the day. And, you know, I get my day started off right or I feel like I'm heading into work um, with a clearer headspace. I'm focused um, versus if I just sat down at my desk and started like writing back to emails and whatnot. I try to do this every working day for sure and it hasn't been that long since I've implemented my morning routine but I just feel so much better like y'all I've had the most productive week this week and that's because I did my morning routine every day this week I love that you know that's a good YouTube video idea I don't know if it's you're coming on it's okay, coming cool cool if you don't know like I have a YouTube channel and that is we'll talk about morning routines but yes it's it's been something that I've I've had to set like a reminder if you need to set a reminder do morning routine whatever and then you'll get in the habit of it 
Definitely. I think yeah. that is such a good tip because it reminds me like, so something that I've recently re-implemented into my morning routine, because I'm not going to lie, like it's something that I'm revamping. Um, but before I used to have a really good morning routine. And one of the things that I did not bringing the phone into the bedroom before I yeah. fall asleep and I'm not looking at it. So I, I feel like you sharing your morning routine reminds me like that's something that I, I, I did start doing that this week, but you know, it just reminds me that it helps you to be centered and to be more productive throughout the day rather than like starting off with chaos right away. Totally. Love it. Okay. So I'm going to share my tip number two and three together because they kind of coincide if that's okay with you, Joyce. So for my tip number two, it's going to be brain dump and that for brain dump, I used to do Google docs, but now I use Asana and I know you used to use Asana too, but for me, I like to just brain dump all the things there and then I organize it into a calendar as well as project lists and things like that. I used to do um, like a clipboard method for stationers and designers. I know clipboard method is like really popular. If you don't know what it is, basically it means that you have one project designated to a clipboard and you have a wall of clipboards. But because I have so many different moving parts in my business, the clipboard method works in only one part. So I feel like using Asana to brain dump and do all the things. If I absolutely need to have a designated clipboard, then I will do that. That's my plan B. Um, So I love using Asana to brain dump, organize everything on my calendar. My tip number three, I like to do this thing called a task quadrant. Have you heard of it, Joyce? No, tell me more. I feel like I'm going to love this. Okay, I'm going to send you a visual because it's really good. And we'll link it in the show notes as well. But I heard about this through the Product Boss podcast. And basically, it looks like four squares. So if you have, you know, a letter size paper, you fold it in half twice, it'll be four squares on a piece of paper on the top left side. So the first square, you'll write quick wins that you can do. So quick wins are basically high impact and low effort, if that makes sense. So if something that you can do complete in like five to 10 minutes, it's really low effort, but it's high impact. You know what I mean? So I can't think of examples on top of my head, but that would be like the first ones. And that would be a really good one to start with because the more you've accomplished, like the, the easier stuff you could accomplish, the better you feel to like tackle on to the big things. So that would be the first quadrant. And then the second quadrant, which would be the top right corner would be projects. And that would be high impact and high effort. So it'll be like all the projects that I'm working on. So example, wedding invitation would be a huge project. A custom portrait would be a project because it takes over an hour, but it results in high impact. So that would be the second quadrant. And then the third quadrant, which would be the bottom left corner, would be non-essentials. So I feel like a lot of people do this when they want to be productive, but they don't want to be like thoughtful about it. It would be the low impact slash low effort thing. So whether that's like, I don't know, not saying that hashtags aren't important, but I do feel like that kind of It doesn't take a lot of effort, but it's also like not crazy impactful in my opinion. So it just feels like you're being productive when maybe you have quadrant one and quadrant two things that you can complete and that will drive your business forward. Um, Again, not saying that Instagram hashtags are bad, but that would be, you know, maybe not the most impactful thing you could do. And then the number four would be, it's so funny, you have to see it on the on the paper, but it says why with like a bunch of exclamation points and, and question marks. So it's like why task and that is low impact and high effort. So this is also like the danger zone, which is like, 
you're putting so much thought and effort into it, but it results in very low impact. So I don't know. I feel like having this quadrant is so helpful because it helps me to better prioritize like what are some of the things that I need. And then once I have everything down, again, I do this when I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm like, I don't even know where to start. I use this quadrant and I put down all the things that I need to do. I categorize them into whatever quadrant they would be the best fit under. And then I'll schedule my week based on like, I'll sprinkle, okay, the projects are going to be here and then the non-essentials are going to be here, whatever. I just kind of like schedule what I need to do. It helps me prioritize the tasks. It helps me prioritize all the things, if that makes sense. I think it's helpful because it gives you this bird, uh, bird's eye, bird, is it one bird or two birds? Bird's eye view. Because it's like the bird, like a S. It's like um, it, it gives you the bird's eye view um, because when you're not looking at it from that perspective, you do think things like in your example, like hashtag research or something is important, but really it's not. Yeah, exactly. But honestly, wow, that was that this explaining this would go into the last quadrant. Okay, actually, not it's not low impact. It would go. <laughs> it's just a lot of like it's a lot of effort for me to explain it. So I'm just going to link it in the show notes if you're like. I do not understand this quadrant thing. It is super helpful, but it's very hard to describe it visually. Okay, we will link that from the (laughs) Product Boss podcast and also um, the CEO report from Raina in the show notes. Yes. Well, I'm going to combine my third and fourth tasks because you combined your your (laughs) second and uh, third, or not tasks, but habits. So mine actually play like well off of each other. But another habit that I've kind of cultivated is every Sunday reviewing the week. So I am a big, I used to use Asana, like Diana said, I now use ClickUp as my project management tool, but I still use a paper planner. And in that paper planner, every Sunday, I open up the new week and I put all of my appointments in, you know, personal and business, because, you know, it's all, it's all a hodgepodge. It all like is the same day. Like, why would I split that out? So I will put all of my appointments in on one side and then it helps me just see like where I have more pockets of time. So if I'm going to tackle a big uh, project for the week, like recording six podcast episodes, I'm not going to do it on a week where I have two coaching calls. Um, I have my own call with my own coach and maybe I have a tr- uh, I'm going to go work out for a long time. Like that's just too crazy for me. So I know then it's kind of like your quadrant like I'm looking at it from the bird's eye view and I can see like where am I plugging in like this big project Mm -hmm. um so I do that every Sunday yes sometimes appointments change or they're added but it's just helpful for me to get a grasp on it and honestly like sometimes I mean I can miss that alert on your calendar when you have a appointment but somehow writing it down on Sunday helps me remember it it really makes it stick um and then what I do so this is where it kind of comes together Um, So this is my fourth tip is every day I take that same paper planner, even though everything with its due dates is in ClickUp, I take the same paper planner and I write out my top three tasks for the day. So, I mean, I definitely have like more more than three things that I need to do a day, but maybe they're actually in different quadrants. Like maybe they're in the Y quadrant Mm -hmm. or something, but my top three. So it's like today, you know, needed to record three episodes of a podcast with Diana. I need to finish something for my new lead magnet. And I, that's it. I only had the two things today. So 
it's not always three but i never go beyond three and i just have my three tasks for the day um and i just know that whatever gets in my way that's priority and i feel so accomplished whenever i can knock out like my top tasks for the day i love that i'm gonna i'm gonna take that too and I think I got that from, um, I used to use the best self journal, which I will link. And that's kind of what they're all about. Like just breaking things down into three, like three main goals for 30 days within those three main goals. What are three milestone tasks? And within those milestone tasks, like what are three things you can do every day to get you to them? So kind of like, it's like a, it's like a pyramid, right? Like building on top of each other, mm-hmm. but that's where like my top three thing came from. So mm-hmm. That's what I do every day, every morning after my morning routine. That's awesome. Yeah, that's actually good. And that actually goes right into my next habit, which is setting regular goals. So I feel like everyone should do this and they should check it often because I realize like how much things are aligned if you have them written down. And, and I think this like happens a lot when you're working throughout the day. You don't, you're like, where did my day go? Or did I even like, get closer to my goal. And I think writing those things down and checking in regularly is so, it's just so, it just like sets you up for success and it helps you feel so much better. So for me, I do that. I work from big to small. So just like how I paint, you work from big to small. Sorry, got it. I had to add a painting reference in there. But for me, I like to start off with, well, if we're going really big, I like to start off with a year or sometimes even, okay, so we're not going to go into like 10, five, three year plan, but I'm just talking about more of like yearly. So I'll start with the year and I'll say, man, it would be awesome by the end of this year, I have these things in place. And I don't like to like have too many things because, you know, things can change throughout the year and things like that. Um, but at least you have some sort of vision, like whether it's a revenue goal, whether it's a program that you want to launch, whether it's a product, whatever that thing is, you just write it down. And then I divide it up by quarterly. So I'll say like every business usually, okay, not every single, but majority of the businesses, I would say, have a slow season and a fast season, kind of like what you were saying, Joyce, about like moving things around. So I feel like I look at that. What does that look like in the calendar year? I noticed that towards the end of the year, there's a lot of corporate events and holiday parties. So like I don't launch too many products there because I know it's going to be more event focused. But like in January, when things are increased season, how can I... What can I, what stable thing can I launch that will continue to sell while I'm taking on inquiries? And then, you know, like I try to break it off into quarterly goals. And then from those quarterly, I break it off into monthly and then from monthly to weekly and then weekly to daily. So it's very similar to what you were saying, except it's not, it's just kind of like I do, I have in like a big pieces of papers and I just like write it all down. And then I like, once it's all neatly organized, then I put it into like my Google Docs or calendar or whatever. But <laughs> I just need to do it old school. Like I have to have a big sheet of paper. I write things down, cross things out, move things like sticky notes and all of that stuff. So no, I love that. I started doing that too. Like the big paper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a kid and it makes me feel like more limitless. I know it's like physical, but it's also you know, mental too. When I look at a big piece of white paper, I'm able to like move things around. And if it's something that's like set, then I do write it in the big piece of paper. But if it's something that I can move around, I just have it on a sticky note and I'll just like move it based on like fall, winter, whatever. And it's fun. I kind of think it's like a fun thing to do. 
Yeah, no, I I did the same for, so I had a, like one of my one-on-one coaching clients, uh, we had like a retreat, I don't know what you want to call it, but just for us two, and we really planned out her 2019, mm-hmm. and I got, like, I was like, no, I need paper. So we got wrapping paper, and like used the back, and like five big sheets of this, and we mm-hmm. planned out her year, and then after that, I started doing it for me too, so it, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's my new thing, because, um, sometimes it, it can't be contained in a paper like one eight and a half whatever paper right yeah you need something massive on your wall i love it and then you also remember what the big picture is because when you're so focused on the day-to-day things and all the task-oriented things you have to do i think that big picture thing is like what is it, it helps you to be connected with your purpose and it's more mission driven and yeah but it's just it helps you to go where you want to go long term I'm about to rip a big old piece of paper after we record this, and I'm just going to make sure that I'm on track for Q2. So, yeah, actually, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> okay. Like, um, or I might do it on my whiteboard that I have because mm. um, I have a whiteboard in my office, and I might just make sure my goals are front and center. Thank you, Diana, for <laughs> reminding me. I do this too. I love, okay, tangent. Y'all already know. Um, I love that sometimes, like, Diana and I don't talk about these things before we record, and we're like, oh, I do that too. I do that too. And it's like, that's why we're friends. Exactly. <sighs> we anyway. do. It may look slightly different, but yeah. it's all the same. It's all the same. It's all, whatever. It's all the same. <laughs> um, okay. My last habit that I wanted to share with you guys is actually super. This one's easy. Maybe I should have let off with this, but. It's really about limiting the number of times you are checking your email. Honestly, the number of tabs that I have open in my Chrome might scare you, but I use them more like bookmarks. But am I? how often am I in my inbox, like checking emails, just at the beginning of the day and just at the end? Like that is it. So I try, when I have like my top three, for example, um, so if my top three is like recording this podcast with Diana and working on opt-in, like, I'm not, I don't have that inbox open. I'm not checking it. I know that there are emails coming in, but I'm not there. Like I'm not in that headspace. My headspace right now is to focus on my top three tasks, for example. So just limit your email checking, um, maybe just to the beginning and to the end of the day. There's no need to really go back and forth in that all the time or to refresh your inbox. Yeah, that's really good. I also just wanted to add to your point, Joyce, and I recently hired a manager and she actually manages my invoices for me and my emails for me, my inquiries and emails for me. And I completely agree with you. Like limiting email checking has been so amazing for my productivity and what I can get done. And a lot of the times, if you don't check your emails often, the person who sent you that email has like solved it on their own. And it kind of, it kind of encourages them to like problem solve on their own before they ask you so that's kind of cool too that's true oh man so i used i was in the habit of checking my emails all the time when i was working for startups uh i wish clients could help themselves before but no so this is actually a (laughs) habit i needed to break because i was someone that was constantly checking emails because of work so if you're in the same boat remember for your own business you can limit it to like twice a day that's it that's awesome I had a bonus one. I'm going to share my bonus before you get to your your last yes, habit, Diana. Yeah. So this is something I recently started, um, and I've started to write down my wins. So if you guys remember the CEO report, the first thing that I shared, you know, that's one of the questions you can ask yourself, like, what were my wins this week and what didn't work, right? But 
in regards to wins every day i just started this week or a few days ago every day i in my like hot pink like moleskin or whatever the other brand is it's not moleskin in my hot pink notebook i write down what my wins were for the day because sometimes this is life over 30 um when it came to my ceo report on friday i might not remember all of my wins and i just wanted to keep a daily like list for example of like all of my wins it just helps me figure out like all right joyce like this being in business for yourself thing you're doing it and you you're getting some wins and it's just a nice reminder to myself so that's kind of my bonus habit that i've just started implementing and it's working and i feel good when i'm like god what did i do today oh yeah well, let me go back to my wins list mm-hmm. and i love that it's hot pink because of course the it color is that makes you happy well you know the you, okay so i'm not a bullet journaler but you know bullet journal people either do it like in moleskin or there's this other german brand called like electrum le whatever i'm gonna put it in the show notes it's like l how do you pronounce this l e l e u c h uh i t t u r m like what it's like a german company but this is like when you when you bullet journal hey bullet journalers who are listening to us when you bullet journal people either use moleskins or this brand and i really like it but it comes in hot pink so i'll link it in the show notes who freaking knows how to say that but yeah (laughs) Love it. All right. What is your last habit, Diana? Okay. So my last habit, uh, I'm not going to lie, is my least excited one, which is why I'm sharing it last, but also so important is I do a bi-weekly bookkeeping. So sometimes, honestly, if I'm like traveling or if I'm just, if there's a lot of event-based things happening in that month, then I do it sometimes once a month, but I try my best to do it bi-weekly. So twice a month. Um, And I'll just check in and do a quick bookkeeping. Um, I use my CRM program, HoneyBook, as well as QuickBooks to kind of track how the health of my business is doing financially. And I feel like that really helps me know what I want to spend or where to spend money on, as well as what type of products or services I should be pushing out, depending on you know, what I, what my results look like financially. So that to me is totally a part of my business strategy is to check in and see where I'm at and then move forward from there. So I hope that you enjoyed our 11 good business habits that Diana and I have implemented in our business. Um, We're kind of nerds about tracking things and being on schedule, even though we're both creatives. So let us know, you know, what are some good business habits that you've implemented? Or let us know if you're going to try out one of our tips. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll catch you in the next episode.